welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of the Crown on the application of Afsal and Aiki and the Secretary of State for the Home Department. The citation for this case is 2023 UKSC 46. And this week we are looking at a joint immigration case that examines when a person is entitled to be granted indefinite leave to remain in the UK. First, we will consider Mr Afzal, who had been granted leave to remain until the 14th of July 2017. Prior to that, on the 6th of July, Afzal submitted a request for further leave to remain alongside an application to waive the relevant fee. On the 18th of October, the Home Secretary rejected the application to waive the fee and informed Afzal that he must pay that fee as well as the immigration health surcharge. Afzal responded by paying the fee, but omitted to pay the surcharge. On that basis, his application was eventually rejected on the 22nd of January 2018. Afzal accepted this and made a fresh application for leave to remain on the 2nd of February 2018, wherein he paid the fee and the surcharge. About 18 months later, on the 5th of September 2019, the Home Secretary granted leave to remain until the 4th of March 2022. The issue in Mr Afzal's case began on the 28th of February 2020, when, because he had resided in the UK for more than 10 years, he applied for indefinite leave to remain under paragraph 276b of the Immigration Rules, relying on the exception in section 3c of the Immigration Act 1971. Now, section 3c operates to extend leave where an in-time application has been made to vary the leave until the application is decided upon or withdrawn. Unfortunately for Mr Afzal, his application for indefinite leave to remain was rejected on the basis that there was a gap in his continuous lawful residence in the period between the 14th of July 2017 and the 5th of September 2019 i.e. between the expiration of his original leave to remain and the subsequent granting of renewed leave to remain. The Home Secretary held that during that period, Afzal's presence in the UK was unlawful and without leave to remain. When his case went before the Supreme Court, the justices focused on the Immigration Health Surcharge, which is governed by the Immigration Health Charge Order 2015. Under Article 6.1 of that statutory instrument, when a person fails to comply with the requirement to pay the surcharge, the Home Secretary may request that it be paid by the applicant. Afzal then had 10 working days from the 18th of October 2017 to pay the money. Upon his failure to make that payment, the Home Secretary was entitled to treat the application as invalid, and Afzal was no longer able to rely on the exception in Section 3C of the Immigration Act 1971. His next application in early 2018 was not within 14 days of the expiry of that extension of his leave, meaning that he was indeed not lawfully present between the 14th of July 2017 and the 5th of September 2019. In respect of his application for indefinite leave to remain, this broke his period of continuous lawful residence. Before we finish up with Afsal and move on to Aiki, the justices also made interesting comments about the use of the word disregarded in the immigration rules. 
under paragraph 39E 2B2, the period between 2017 and 2019 in which AFSAL overstayed can be disregarded as per paragraph 276B5, where an application was made within 14 days of the expiry of any leave, which had been extended in accordance with section 3C of the Immigration Act 1971. If the overstaying period is disregarded, then does that mean it can be added to his period of continuous lawful residence? According to the Supreme Court, the answer is no, because of the natural meaning of the word disregarded. Now we can move on to the case of Aiki that was decided at the same time. He was granted leave to remain until the 9th of August 2014, but did not submit another application, and thus became an overstayer on the 10th. It was only on the 2nd of September that he submitted an out-of-time application for leave to remain on compassionate grounds, which was refused. On the 26th of February 2015, he submitted an application for leave to remain on family and private life grounds, which was initially refused, but an appeal to the upper tribunal reversed that decision. Aiki was granted leave to remain until 11th of February 2020, and then subsequently until the 30th of July 2022. During that time, on the 17th of February 2021, he applied for indefinite leave to remain, having been resident in the UK for more than 10 years. But that application was refused, and this is the case before the Supreme Court. The justices noted that there was a gap of 111 days between Aiki's first period of leave that ended on the 9th of August 2014, and the commencement of his second period of leave, which was backdated to the 28th of November 2014, given his successful appeal to the upper tribunal. In order for this gap to be disregarded, his original unsuccessful application on compassionate grounds from September 2014 would have to qualify as, quote, the previous application. But the justices held that this was not the case. They highlighted that the use of the definite article the shows that only one application is being referred to in the rules, and this must logically be the successful application that resulted in the second period of leave and ended the overstaying. Any other conclusion would make it more advantageous for someone to submit an application out of time, and that just cannot be the intention. Now, when it comes to these immigration cases, it is not an area that I consider myself well-versed in, so I often rely on Asad Khan's wonderful blog, where he covers a range of decisions. In his comment on this case, that I will link to in the description to this episode, he highlights comments from Lord Sales about the poor drafting of the immigration rules, and how they should be redrafted to make them clearer. Sales rightly points out that poor drafting leads to uncertainties in the law, and produces lengthy and costly litigation, like the case we have looked at in this episode. Of course, the courts will ultimately try their best to make decisions that reflect the intention of the government, but their job is not being made easy by the Home Office. I would only add to this that if more money and effort was put into sorting out the immigration rules, instead of vanity projects like Rwanda and the Bibi Stockholm Barge, our immigration and asylum system would be in much better shape. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. 
A quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. This week in the newsletter I have been talking about changes to the laws affecting football fans and wrote a short piece remembering the legendary journalist John Pilger. If that sounds like something you are interested in, then do check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!